folks, thank you for coming along tonight. And thank you for your fellowship. As that's what Vicky was saying. It's, it's good for us to fellowship and it is lovely for us to be, be able to fellowship here. It really is. We give thanks to him for everything. Everything that he has done for us, everything that he will be doing for us. He's just, he's such an amazing God, isn't he? He really is amazing. He is so good. I know some of you will probably think when I say the title of what I've given tonight's uh, talk, the title of it, you'll probably think she should have done this at the new year. I'm calling tonight's talk New Beginnings. And um, I had scriptures all set up to speak on this and the scriptures have all disappeared. I don't know where they've all gone to. So I might be a wee bit hemming and hawing. Uh, so forgive me, but um, we'll get there in the end. Anyway, I want to talk on Isaiah chapter 43 and verses 16 through 21. So excuse me while I look away for a minute. So from 16 till 21, and it is written, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses, I drew them beneath the waters and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do a new thing. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness for my people to come home. I will create rivers for them in the desert. The wild animals of the field will thank me, the jackals and the ostriches too, for giving them water in the wilderness. Yes, I will make springs in the desert so that my chosen people can be refreshed. And then he goes, it goes on to say, I'll just go on to uh, the next one. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honour me before the whole world. With God, we can have new beginnings any day of the week, the month, the year. Unlike the Jewish religion, they have one day a year. It's called the Day of Atonement. They have that one day of the year where, they're, where they believe that all their sins are forgiven. We can be forgiven at any time and we can have new beginnings with him in it at any time. It also says in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and verse 17 that therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Doesn't get any simpler than that, doesn't it? Many of us 
have suffered loads of different setbacks at some point of our lives. You know, setbacks and failures. I think they go with life, don't they? And sometimes we make mistakes and these setbacks and failures, they're to enslave us, aren't they? And the, the point that we, to, really to the point that we will never enjoy the full Christian life that God has given us to enjoy. So the setbacks and failures are generally coming from, yes, some of them through our own mistakes, through our own misjudgments, but also some of them from the enemy to hold us back, to hold us in slavery, to hold us in bondage to all of that. Some people have a dead-end job and they feel stuck and they're thinking, huh, yeah, I went into the wrong career and now there's nothing I can do about it. Some people get married and they find the marriage is a failure. They marry for the wrong reasons. But loads of people get married for the right reasons and they have long and happy and lasting relationships. But the wrong marriages might end a divorce or it might survive to be a tragic marriage. And the unending chain of arguments and fights, that's no way for anybody to live. And then sometimes we say something to a friend, what we mean in good heart, but then we're ostracized, aren't we? For the rest of our lives, they'll never speak to us again. Christ did say in John 10, 10, that I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So why aren't we living that abundant life, folks? Again, I'll, I'll say 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation and all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And Christ can give you life abundantly. Okay. There's good news. And the good news is that God says, God himself says, I want to do something new in your life. I want to give you a fresh start, a new beginning. Okay. Now, this news, it really is a major element of our Christian faith, isn't it? It's to start fresh and have a new beginning with God. Non-believers can't have that. Believers can. We can have a fresh start with God, a new beginning. As I said, start of this, you know, this talk, you're probably, some of you are probably thinking that it would be better done at the top of the year, the new year. And, you know, yes, and the new year comes, it's customary, isn't it, that uh, people start doing the New Year's resolutions that, oh, I'm going to diet, not last for what, three days. And then you're back to old ways again. And, oh, I'm going to make sure I do my housework properly it, on, on time. And that lasts maybe a week or two, and then you go your old ways again. I made a New Year's resolution 20 years ago, and I've stuck to it. I really have. I've stuck to it faithfully. And that New Year's resolution I made is never to make a New Year's resolution. So that's the best way. Is, <laughs> But it is customary at, uh, at the beginning of the new year to make uh, uh, resolutions. 
But really, folks, with God, the truth is with God, anytime, anytime, any day, any week, any month of the year is the right time, is the time to make a new beginning with God. How can we do that? Well, it's really simple. Receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour of your life. Trust him. It's not simple. It really is. But you know, God overruled in the affairs of men and gave forefathers a new start. He really did. Now, if we break down Isaiah chapter 43 uh, and you go to verse 16 and 17. Now, I've got some notes. I do have some notes here and they're, uh, I've got them written from the New King James. Sometimes I'll use the New King James. Sometimes it'll be NLT. But this is the New King James. And in 16 and 17, it says, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together and they shall not rise. They're extinguished. They're quenched like a wick. Now, that's when God made the path through the sea for the children of Israel to walk across on dry land. If he was able to do that then, do you not think he's able to do things like that for us now? Of course he is. God sometimes will take us to a to places of total dependency on him then he creates new beginnings and new blessings he really does and I'll expand on that in a, wee, in a minute or two and it also says in Isaiah 43 and verse 18 do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old so there he's telling you don't look back I've said this before, and I'll say it again because I think it's worth saying it, that it's okay to look back at your past and see how far you've come. But don't keep looking back at your past and staying stuck there. Right? God doesn't want you to do that. It's like driving a car. You've heard me say this before. It's like driving a car. You've got the windscreen and you've got a small rear view mirror. You glance in the rear view mirror to see how far you've come and to see if anything's creeping up on you. But you don't drive along looking at the rear view mirror all the time. If you do that, you're going to miss everything that's coming in front of you through the windscreen. So to continuously look and live and be oppressed to your past means you're going to miss God's blessings coming to you. Don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And it, it really is one thing to remember them, but a totally another thing, a totally different thing, a wrong thing to live in the past. And a lot of times people's faith is limited by what they've experienced in their path, oh, sorry, their past. 
And what springs to my mind right away is when you talk to people about going to church or receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior of life. Oh, no, I did that. I went to church and I was hurt desperately. I will never go to church again. That's wrong. Because it was the people of that church that hurt you. It wasn't God. Right. Get over it. Find a fellowship somewhere that you can fit in with and get to know God. Israel was where they were when they were uh, captive in Egypt, the people of Israel. They were there, captives. They were there in that horrible situation they were because of a history of failures and disobedience. It's all written in the book. You can read it. Yet God says, don't look back at the past. And he's right. Don't look back at your past. He will make all things new. He really will, folks. When we come to Christ, we become a new creation. And again, let's quote 2 Corinthians 15, sorry, 5 and 17, that therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So all things have become new. All things become new. If we go back to Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 9, it says there, it is written, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and the new things I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Okay? God is a creator king. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Okay. And it does say it is written in Isaiah 43 and 15. I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. He makes things new. He makes all things new, folks. He really does. So can we stop trying to put God into a box? Because you know what? He doesn't fit in any boxes. He really doesn't. He will not fit into a box. So you've got to get over yourself and stop putting him into a box or trying to put him into a box. He can do in your life, folks. Oh, folks, he can do in your life what you have never seen done before. And I am a living testimony to what God has done in my life. The total transformation, all because I said, Holy Spirit, come take away everything, anything and everything that's in me, on me, around me that God does not want, need or desire. And I let him take it all away. When he started stripping things and people away from my life, I didn't go, oh, well, no, you know, they've been my childhood friends since I was at primary school. I need to keep them. No, whatever he wanted to take away, he took away. The transformation is absolutely fantastic. God is only getting started, folks, because it's written in Isaiah 43 and 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
Once God delivered Israel by making the path through the water so that they could cross over, escape from the Egyptians chasing them, that they could cross over on dry land. He's not predictable as our God. He's really not. And he won't deliver everybody the same way. He delivers each of us in different ways and at different times. You know, how he healed me, how he changed me, may not be the way he'll heal and change you. He healed me totally spiritually. I am 155% totally healed spiritually. But he mightn't heal you the same way. Might take a bit longer. That's why, as I say, he's not predictable, because he'll not do two things the same to uh, same people. Say so he's not predictable. Now, what I'm being led to say next, some of you ain't gonna like this. In fact, you all ain't gonna like this. Oh, hear the American twine coming out there. You all. Oh, anyway, you, all of you are not going to like this. But it is written in Isaiah 43 and 21. You were created for God's praise. Okay? Because it is written in 43 and 21, this people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. There you go. It's written. Get used to it here in the, the earthly realm because when you get to heaven, my dears, you're going to be praising God. Okay? Now, why would God leave any of us in a desert when he desires for you to praise him? You know, he, did, he, he, did, he didn't leave the Israelites in the desert, did he? He made the path through for them. Thinking about desert, we all have desert experiences, don't we? Where we think we're stuck spiritually and we're dead spiritually and we just don't seem to be getting any movement spiritually. That's, yeah, that's called your dry season or your desert experience. And if you think like the children of Israel, that you're maybe this is going to last forever. No, it won't. It didn't last forever for them. And it's not going to last forever for you. Your desert experience is not going to last forever. Now, at times, God does take us to the wilderness, to our desert experience. And loads of times he takes us there to heal us, strengthen us, awaken us. And when you think about it like that, he knows best for us. He will take us and uh, lay us down by still waters to restore our souls. And in Psalm 25 and 10, it is written that all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such and keep his covenant and his testimonies. 
So there you go. Can you learn anything from one season in a desert from your dry season? Yeah, of course you can. What can you learn? Well, one season in a, a desert, in your desert, in your wilderness, can give you singleness of purpose. Because you look, if you read about it, it's, it's written in the Bible, what John and Paul found when they were in their dry seasons. When you're in your dry season, it can and will deepen your knowledge of God and of yourself. We can and do learn a lot when we're in our desert season. So if you're in a desert season now, don't worry about it. It's, it is going to come to an end. It really is. But use it to find out why God's got you in your desert. Okay? And hang on to those scriptures that from Isaiah 43, just what he did for the children of Israel. Now, for our new beginnings, there's a couple of steps that we can go through to help us with new beginnings. And I think the first tip would be stop making excuses. Because when God is opening a door for us for a new beginning, a new blessing, at times we start doubting ourselves and thinking, oh, I'll not be able to do that. Oh, I, I couldn't do that. And sometimes we quit. And you know something? It's always too soon to quit. It really is. So my advice is don't quit. Don't give up. When you know it's from God, when you know it's God leading you, when it's God guiding you, never give up. We are taught in the scriptures to stop making excuses. Okay? We've got to admit at times when it's our fault and get on with our life. We all know people. We all know of people. Well, you know, you know people that um, they're pretty good at making excuses. And that's all they're good at. They'll spend all their energy thinking up reasons why they can't do what they're supposed to do. Stop making excuses, folks. Really. And I think another tip would be to act in faith. And new beginnings really do come to those who step out in faith. And to change anything in your life, it really does take the power of God. It, it takes faith. In Matthew 9 and 29, it is written, then he touched their eyes according to your, uh, uh, sorry, Jesus, then he touched their eyes and saying, according to your faith, uh, you have been healed. Okay. And in Romans 10 and 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And I think my most favorite one 
is in Hebrews 11 and 1, where it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, uh, uh, for the evidence of things not seen. And in Corinthians 5 and 7, we're told, For we walk by faith and not by sight. got to do that for your new beginnings folks put your trust in God walk by faith and not by sight when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life you have become a new a new creation forget about the former things forget about the attacks from the enemy that's going to come against you that, oh, do you remember back when you were 18, 19 or 20, you did X, Y and Z? Forget about it. Jesus paid the price for you. You are new creation in him. So are we all ready to start our new beginnings? I hope you're all saying yes. I really do. And I'll be ending this video in a second and then we'll be opening up for some more prayer time and a talk with people here in the live Zoom. But anyone listening to this video later on on playback, if you haven't already received Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour of your life, please, I'm asking you, consider to do it today. Tomorrow could be too late. The next 10 seconds could be too late. You never know. If you don't know what to do, you're unsure, unsure of what to do, how to receive Jesus as Lord and Saviour of your life, you can get in touch with us and we will speak with you and pray with you and help guide you to that. If you don't have a fellowship to go to, a church to go to, you're more than welcome to join us on Zoom, on a Sunday night, a Monday night, and a Tuesday night. Or if you live in the Stranraer area or close to us, you're more than welcome to come and join us in person on a Sunday night and most Thursday afternoons when we hold fellowships. Consider it. There's the old saying, don't put off till tomorrow what you can, uh, what you can do till day, today. Do it today. Really consider it, folks, before it is too late. Until our next video, which will be on Tuesday evening, when we have the beautiful Sue speaking, and she will be starting a wonderful in-depth Bible study on the whole book of Proverbs. I'm looking forward to that. She did a, a, a brilliant talk the week before last, an introduction. No, in fact, it was last week, it was last Sunday. She had a brilliant introduction talk to the book of Proverbs. And as I say, the Bible study starts this Tuesday night. If you would like to join, get in touch and we'll give you the Zoom details. Until our next video, I really do wish you all the very best. And I'm wishing every God's blessing on you. Bye.